0: Welcome to the Simply Wild podcast. I'm your host, City Jane, and girl, we are having a pajama day. I don't even know the last time I washed my hair. I have sick babes. They're getting better now. But I mean, we've just been in it. I mean, January was 300 years long, but today is February 1st, and actually I feel really good. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'd be you might be surprised because I'm definitely in my natural era. For this episode, but it's 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 February first. Can't you feel it? Can you feel the energy? I felt extremely different when I woke up this morning than I had at the end of January. There was some interesting energy there. Did you feel it? So February first for me, the beginning of every month for me is all about the cleansing and clearing. In fact usually when i'm feeling it i'll clean specific places in my house that mean a lot to me this isn't the theme of the podcast by the way but i just feel like i need to just share this um so the first of the month i'm always cleaning and clearing always so i do this really beautiful cinnamon ritual where i blow cinnamon in my front door and it's all about calling in abundance for that month um i love it people think it's totally weird and they're like you're going to get ants and that seems really um it's it it just seems irresponsible and i'm like you know what i don't care because i feel like i live a really beautiful abundant life and i love these rituals the other thing i do is i have different altars in my home that um feel into the energy of different places in my body and to you know different things for our home and there's a specific altar right in front of me actually in front of the window uh for my office in our office and it's it's really, really important and special to me. And I haven't cleaned it and cleared it and reset it since. Oh man. I don't even remember maybe last fall or when I got back from Scotland last year. Anyway, it was due. It was due for a cleaning and clearing. So I just finished that. We're actually headed out to St. George in like Soon, a couple hours for Reagan's soccer tournament. My daughter, who's 13, she's on a soccer competition, soccer comp team, and we're going down there to do a competition for her. So, rather than spending time taking a shower, getting ready, and then feeling stressed and frustrated and overwhelmed about recording a podcast within that stress and then having to leave, I just feel like now is the time and it's the perfect time. So, hi. Welcome. I'm really excited to share all about where the hell I was for two weeks and a little bit about what I think, why it's important to always learn, to always learn. So I turned 36, January 3rd, and I thought I had all these different, you know, elaborate, beautiful ideas for my birthday, but it's so funny because the second I heard about this training, uh, everything dropped. Like I was going to potentially go down to to Tulum to see Rufus uh, I don't know if you even know who Rufus is. He's an incredible. They're an incredible band. Um, I just wanted to really like anchor in this year because you know, from my podcast, a couple time, a couple podcasts ago, that it was a, it's an important year for me. But then I got personally invited to come to this training, and I was like, okay, well, throw everything else out the window. So you guys know. I've been apprenticing in the plant medicine space for about four years. I hold my own ceremonies. I facilitate my own ceremonies uh, with many different modalities of medicine. And I have learned from incredible, incredible elders. And one of them is Ama Sophia Rose and also with Rainbow and Arrow, who are the shamans, the guides, the facilitators who come and help at Medicina, Simply Wild Medicina. So they were putting together um, a training, a facilitator training, and I have been wanting to... Not just meet Ama, Sophia Rose in person, but go to one of her trainings for years. Her and I have known each other for a couple of years. She's just an incredible guide. Um, She's from the Native American, Mexican lineage. And I just feel so honored to have her on my side to teach me, to call her an elder. And when I say on my side, I literally mean like beside me beside me, helping me, helping me grow, helping me learn. And this was a two-week training. Never have I ever done a two-week training. The only time I've ever been away from my kids for two weeks was in Scotland. And that was, it was too much. It was too long. It was life-changing. It was crazy. And it was too long. So I... Was really hesitant, and Jeff was like, This is literally why we do what we do. You know, I left my corporate job, we work together, I can be with the kids. This is your birthday. Like, if this is necessary, do it. For me, continuing education or investing in myself is one of the most important things I could do for myself. So, rather than investing money or doing things differently, and of course, you know, investing yourself could be literally a million things, it could be literally you know, going to get a hotel room by yourself or doing a continued education or buying a course or getting a coach, whatever it is. But I can easily say that my life has been profoundly changed because of investing in myself, taking a chance on myself and getting to know myself. And I think there comes, you know, a lot of not just respect for the frequencies you're working with and the medicines that I'm working with, but also, you know, a humility to be always a student. Um, it's interesting how, at least for me, when I've gone into all these different avenues, as I've learned many, many years ago, when I did my first like yoga teacher training and the teacher that I, that I had and how, you know, the, the phrase in that specific yoga teacher training was you, you are your own guru. And yet how many of the students, including myself, put him on the, on the pedestal, at least for a fraction of a moment. And I've noticed as I've continued to grow and educate myself, I find that I have been learning that over and over again of we really are our own gurus. And with that, we have a responsibility to continue that trajectory. I think that unfortunately, well, I guess it's good and bad, but the foundation of education, the foundation of a PhD or foundation of like a bachelor's degree or whatever it is, has, has almost taken away the precedence of education for all of us. And so when we get that, or when someone else gets that, it's like, Oh, okay. They've peaked or, Oh, okay. They're done. But just like nutrition, just like working out, just like movement, just like sex, just like anything that we fuel our body with education is just as important and being able to continue to push myself and teach myself. So we in my opinion, have to take that into our hands. It's the greatest gift. In fact, anything can be education, from a plant medicine experience to a really great fictional novel, right? To a delicious meal that you've tried or a restaurant you want to go to. Like you're consistently educating yourself by trying new things by being curious. So I have always tried to continue. To be open to say, okay, what can I learn next? And what can I learn next? And how can I get better at this? And I think that I require, I put myself at maybe a higher caliber. I don't know. I'm not like looking at anybody or what they're doing or their education. But for me it feels so important because of the containers I hold because of the caliber that I require for myself, because I've said yes to holding space, simply wild medicina, you know, that's a lot of energy to say yes to, to be a conduit for. And all the other containers that I have and all the women that I work with, the powerful women and the powerful, you know, intentions that they have and the dreams and their goals. So for me, I'm like, okay, it, it, it requires an amount of discipline that I think is really important and it doesn't have to be scary or weird or, or intense or stiff or rigid. In fact, it's really fun. I had a lot of fun at this training, which was also incredible medicine um, because for a long time it was like, okay, if I'm learning, It's by two ways, rigidity, like rigid education, like by a book or somebody telling me like this is the way to do it or by a really painful experience. Like I thought in order to really learn a lesson, I had to go through the depths of learning that through like almost like a pain to purpose or like a Phoenix rising or like, man, this is so hard. Why can't I learn an easier way? I refuse to believe that anymore. I refuse to believe it has to be difficult. It it, especially if you're really understanding the cues of the lesson that you're supposed to be learning. If you can really tap into that, the lesson can be learned faster rather than the universe saying, oh my gosh, you are not getting it. Okay, let's go again. Let's go again. And knocking on your door and knocking on it or pulling a string, pulling a string until your whole shirt's unraveled, you know, or poking at the bear again and again until you literally lose your shit. The more you become in tune with the way that you learn or the lessons of the universe or what you're supposed to learn here, or maybe even learning more and being okay with, you know, releasing this hesitation to do so, it becomes easier. So I say yes to this and, you know, on the terms or like on the topic of release, I didn't really know what to expect. It was the first time that they had done that specific training and I just feel so lucky. This is kind of a side note, but I feel so lucky that I was able to, I literally just got so lucky to find the teachers that I have, especially in this like metaphysical, spiritual plant medicine space. Now I've had teachers that have kind of come and gone, but the basis, the foundation of the teachers that I have, have been with me since the moment I stepped in my first grandmother ceremony. And I just, There's just no coincidences. It was so divinely guided and it's just continued to weave these insane connections that I just know I was supposed to find and trust that. And I didn't see that at the time. You know, there's been a lot of unknowns or a lot of, uh, hoping, (laughs) hoping that I'm on the right path and then it all opens up. I actually had this whole talk today. Um, on my Instagram about this about like the the ceremony of life and being in that space of like trust uh, and the letting go, the stage of ceremony where you're in like this deep holding on and wanting to control rather than just like letting go and surrendering. If I have a time at the end of this podcast, I'll share that because I do think it's important to talk about it, and it's so prolific for me right now because I'm definitely in that frequency right now with this launch of sacred rebels. So let's go back really quick to the retreat. I, I have so much to share and also so little because I, there was a lot of reasons that I, that I shouldn't have gone because of the time, right. And because of the time of year and it was right before I was launching my biggest launch of the year and all of these things. And I still didn't know and still didn't know almost like to a couple of days in like, why am I here? Why am I here? But It's so interesting what happens when you just trust that. And I honestly feel like some of the times, if not most of the time, we don't know why we do something until literally years later. Like I'm still integrating moments where I'm like, oh, that's why. Oh, it comes full circle. So I know this sounds dramatic, but I genuinely feel like everything that I have done, every experience, every plant medicine experience, Everything I've done has helped lead me up to preparing for this training. And then it was so crazy because after a few days in and really settling in and really allowing myself to release and trust that I was meant to be there, all of these things, all of these crazy coincidences started coming in. These just like insane, crazy coincidences where I'm like, oh, this is why, and this is why, and this is why. And one of those was Bufo. Now I've I actually don't really know a lot about buffo and I don't even want to be the one educating on that. In fact, I think we should have Ama come on. I'm definitely gonna have her on the podcast, so maybe we'll have her like share a little bit about it. Um, I know obviously it's from a frog, a toad. See, I don't even know the difference. This is how little I I should be educating you on this, but I'm just coming from like straight vulnerability. I have never felt called to buffo. Okay. And I now know why, because I genuinely could not imagine sitting with anybody else, literally, other than Alma, because it's such, it is because it is such an intense, powerful medicine. Dare I say the most powerful plant medicine? It's not a plant; it's an animal. The most, most powerful, potent medicine from the earth, ever. This is just my opinion. If you believe differently. I honor that. Little did I know that Amma serves bufo. It's like her medicine. She's served many medicines before, but now that's her number one medicine. And we were sitting in this, she's got this property that's like so insane. And she just got this beautiful like glass dome. And she calls it Pele's Temple, the goddess Pele, which is the goddess of fire and lava. And she lives on the island of Hawaii and, and the rocks are her children and you have to respect her. It's it, She's an incredibly powerful energy and you could feel her in this space. In fact, the whole retreat center was all dedicated around the goddesses, around honoring the different goddesses. And that's what another one thing that I love about Ama so much is that she is literally the keeper of these goddess codes of Sophia, and Kuan Yin, which actually is crazy because Kuan Yin, this statue I got, I felt called to get this statue just a few months ago. And in my buffo ceremony, Kuan Yin, this exact statue was literally right above me in the ceremony space. It was just a crazy coincidence. But she has different pieces in her, like on her um, property, like different temples dedicated to different goddesses. And I've been in, you know, a deep teaching of different goddesses, because growing up, I never was taught about the goddess ever, even Heavenly Mother. And so even just like rewriting my story about Mary and Mary Magdalene, and then understanding all of these different goddesses, Hathor, Isis, Demeter, learning about Kuan Yin, learning about the Temple of Isis, or even or Egyptian goddesses, learning about all these different Pele, for example, like all these different powerful, incredible guides, these women, these goddesses. Um, And seeing them is such a beautiful example to me. And even so much so that I've been in like really deep prayer of calling them in for many years. I'll call in like Joan of Arc. I'll call in even Florence Nightingale, who's the very first nurse uh, when my kids are sick. Like I'll call in different frequencies of different goddesses that came before me, different rebels that came before me that I feel like I wanna harness at this, any particular time. Or if I'm you know sitting in a space or getting ready to facilitate something or getting ready to teach something and I want to call on a specific goddess to help me feel her energy, I'll call upon her. and of course, that includes the the gods as well, um, you know the ever knowing God or great Spirit, great mystery, or Yeshua or Buddha, um, all of these different beautiful ascended masters and really her. Her property was such a manifestation of that. It was so beautiful. And she, I don't even know how to explain just how beautiful it is. So she is the creator of the crystal bowl chalice. I wish I had it over here to show you um, these insane, stunning crystal bowls. She uses the Andara crystals, um, which she gets from Bali. And she makes yoni wands, the only yoni wands I use, and crystals, different um, shapes like you can get a dolphin one or a or a, um, a dragon or whatever. Um, but I say that because she has just her property just adorned, and every single piece is so beautifully intricately put together with goddess material, with with crystals or with incense or with offerings. It's just such a beautiful. It's just such a beautiful um, manifestation and example of really feeling the temple that is you manifested in the temple that is your home. And, you know, I am definitely on the edge of a new creation of calling in a retreat center. I've been wanting it for years now and it was just really beautiful to feel the frequency of hers, of her retreat center and of of her space that she created. It it unlocked something really powerful where it was like unlocking codes of physical product for me because I have had (laughs) such a hard time with the physical product of my period underwear When I get a shipment in, it sells immediately. Like the quality is incredible, but it's just been so difficult to get it in. It just takes so long to produce. And so I wanted, I didn't know I wanted this, but it was a huge reason why I went there to see that it can be easy. And that's it. I don't even know what that means. I haven't integrated that. In fact, I came home from that and I had issues with my warehouse that I really actually had to just like step into the Pele energy and say, listen, we can't do this anymore. And maybe that was the integration and I'm just like integrating it right now. But being able to feel the frequency of the goddess in such a powerful, strong, accountable way was something I've never felt before. And seeing her in her goddess energy, it was very clear why I chose her, why I've chosen her as an elder for me to really understand that my my intensity, my passion, and my power isn't something that I should hide anymore, and isn't something that I need to 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 apologize for. And I was really able to integrate that with. You know, fixing some things and standing up for myself for the period underwear. So look out for that. I wasn't planning on sharing that, but it was really a profound moment for me to see just not only that, but also the magic of enjoying beautiful things. There was a huge moment in my spiritual journey where I was like, burn it all down. I only need the minimal things. And I'm so glad I got over that because, of course, the goddess wants to look beautiful. Of course, the goddess wants to take care of herself. Of course, the goddess wants to feel loved and nourished. And of course, we have these beautiful things. Like if we weren't meant to have beautiful things around us, the earth would yet would not bud flowers. And so if we can allow ourselves to just honor the things that we desire in the physical, we will we will get over this idea that we're not supposed to. I think a lot of that came from feeling like I had to live or be like really humble from as a child, like I couldn't enjoy worldly things. And yet it's one of the best, most beautiful things in your life to be able to say, I worked so hard for this beautiful money and I'm going to exchange it for something so stunning, this beautiful crystal that means so much to me or this beautiful hair that i'm going to put in my in my head before extensions whatever it is so the beauty piece of the retreat really um really called to me and so that's why i learned so much about ceremonial giving ceremonially ceremonially giving back i learned so much about you love the beautiful things give to the earth first always giving to the earth first Um, so, you know, when I came home, it was one of the first things I did, you know, I cleaned out, we just remodeled my office upstairs. And so I cleaned all of it out and I was able to, to hang it all up. It was just the most perfect timing because what am I doing right now in my home? I don't know if I've said this yet in the podcast, but I'm remodeling all her bathrooms. We're in like deep renewal. And of course we are. Because our life mirrors our home and vice versa. So it was beautiful to come back and see these beautiful things that we've picked. I've never had a custom bathroom like this. One other time in my life, we remodeled the bathroom in our almost over 80-year-old house in Sugar House. And we used all like very, very, very basic stuff. And it was such a gift for me because I had never had a new bathroom. I've always had an, you know, an older bathroom because we've just flipped homes. The bathrooms we're doing now... Is this all over the place, this podcast? I just feel like this is, it's going, it's perfect. Follow along if you want to. (laughs) But it it all has a point, I promise. But the bathrooms that I am remodeling now are so powerful because I chose things that really meant something to me, like custom made tile and, um, you know, a, a bathroom. With two shower heads, a shower with two, two, two shower heads, and like these beautiful, like literal rock sinks that I'm so excited about. And it wasn't even that it was like a lot more money, it was just, it was really intentional. And so, of course, I come home and everything just means more. And you think you're living an intentional life until you realize just how much more intentional you could be. And then it just blows your mind. So, I actually just finished, like I said today, re, really, um, cleaning and clearing this altar space. And, and then we gave an offering to the land and it's just so powerful to feel and clean. You know, we dust and we clean, but do we really actually pick up items that have maybe held or, or, or soaked up energy from maybe a negative experience with somebody coming in and out of your house? Like everything is energy. And if we really are um, um, present with the energy and helping that energy move and clear, then everything else can circulate easier, so it was fun to be able to be in her space for two weeks to really see how she 's implementing that and how I can continue to implement that in my life um, so that was really powerful it was really powerful for me to see her and her husband working together. Her husband and her are very similar to jeff and i jeff 's like her husband like such a bro, and so is jeff and there's something that 's happening that i 've noticed even with just just within the last six months, and maybe it was happening earlier and i didn 't realize it but in the spiritual space where i really feel like the feminine is healing from this over feminine place where it's like all of these women were wanting spiritual men and these spiritual men almost had like this wounded over exaggerated feminine within them this is what i've noticed and so even at the beginning of my spiritual journey i just like hated the fact that jeff wasn't on board with me like can you not Can you just like wear linen with me and want to use natural deodorant and want to drink water that doesn't have fluoride? Like I wanted him to be just as spiritual as me. And when I say that, I mean literally the way that I was doing things spiritually. There's no reason why he isn't as spiritual as me in his own way. I just didn't see that. So as I've continued to, first of all, mind my own business and let him do what he wants to do. How cool has it been for me to see he's exactly who he needs to be? And also it's not about me and it's not about what I think that he should be or how spiritual I think he should, he should be. I am so grateful that he's been on his own path and figured out his own way of honoring his masculine and his feminine. I cannot imagine having somebody, a man, I just, I just couldn't imagine it in like my same realm and like feeling, um, you know, spirituality in my same way. Jeff holds the masculine so powerfully while also anchoring in that totality of the feminine and masculine within him. And it was so crazy how that was mirrored so beautifully by Amma and Jay. Because Jay, like he used to, um, in his other job, he did a lot of construction just like Jeff. And so, you know, as they've continued to create this retreat center, he's used his blood, sweat and tears literally as Jeff's doing the same thing in our bathrooms. He's literally, Jeff has literally done all of the work himself beside the tile that just happened. And it's incredible to have a husband who is handy, who understands the 3D experiences of life. And I know this because even every retreat I've done up until this point, I couldn't have done it without him, without him carrying an extra water for our backpacking, without him chopping wood, without him getting on on um, a ladder and Covering the lights for our medicina experience. Like, there's so much that he is doing that I just frankly don't want to do. Like, I am too tired <laughs> to want to be a feminist who wants to have a a bro be like the same level as me in that own in my own weird feminist way. I just for me do not feel like that is the future. And in fact, I see that it's changing and people are finally realizing that. That's not the way. And men get to still be men. Thank God that men get to still be men. And he's such an anchor and a lighthouse for me. So to see this incredibly profound elder with her beautiful husband, both of them anchoring into their divine you know, roles, helped me really understand and, and really appreciate Jeff and his own role and, and what he can bring um, to the page. And I've been saying this to my community all the time because women all the time say, how do I get my husband on board? And one of the first ways is just to get out of his way and lead by example and just be like literally living your life and he'll fill your frequency differently and also just by letting him be him to him. To Jeff, a spiritual experience is riding a horse. To Jeff, a spiritual experience or connecting to the earth is chopping wood. Like those are connecting him. He gets so many powerful spiritual downloads while working on the bathrooms, you know? So that was really cool to see the magic of that and also to see how prevalent divine union has been um, in my life in the people that I choose to learn from and also the people that choose to learn from me and how... You know, I've been married for 15 years now and Jeff and I have been through a lot and it's been really powerful to continue to mold and grow that. And it inspired me more and more to take the time finally to create the couples course that I've been wanting to do um, or couples masterclass or group. I don't even know what it's going to be, but I know Jeff and I are both feeling into that really strongly. So that'll be really powerful. Um, The next thing, I mean, obviously the Bufo was the most amazing thing. And there were so many, so many powerful takeaways. Um, the, The training in general was all about opening up the Akashic field. I'll get to Pufo in a second, by the way. But the training in and, in and of itself was all about opening up the Akashic field, learning how to do so, learning how it feels to be in the Akashic field. What is the Akashic field? Learning um, you know, really ethical trauma-informed practices on how to do that, and then also weaving that with sound because that's Ama's bread and butter is just like using all these powerful instruments and understanding that they all have their own energy and their own spirit and their own way of moving energy. Um, So getting to know that more, especially since sound has been such a big piece of not just, you know, my practice and my business, but also my life, Um, you know, listening to my Listening to my um, aunt's harmonize in the kitchen, or singing with my mom growing up, or listening to the CDs that she would put on, music has always been such an intricate part. And now to bring that into not just you know my business, but my life, my plant set medicine ceremonies, all these things, so I learned a lot about the power. We made powerful shakapas, which is a really really beautiful tool, sound tool. We made uh, rattles. Mine was with a shell. we just learned a lot about that, and the the one thing I'll say about the kasha that's been that was really cool for me, and this is another thing. And if you're noticing, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I said everything that I learned was just it was it was as if it was crystallizing everything that I had already learned and known up until that moment. It was like the ultimate integration. Those two weeks was were like the ultimate integration of of who I am, um, and I had to do everything before that for me to get what I wanted out of that. Right. So the 30 times I sat with grandmother and the different certifications that I did and everything that I did to prepare myself for this, it was just really cool to see all of the synchronicities. Um, one of those really huge aha moments for me where I learned, Oh my gosh, wait, it was like a deja vu within a deja vu within a deja vu because it was like, I've learned all of these things and now it's here. So learning about the Akasha from her was so powerful because the Akashic is literally all the knowing of everything, right? So once we go in there and like really feel into it, it it felt really familiar to me. I was like, oh, I know this. It's just my knowing, It's just the knowing that I've cultivated over years and years and years, almost like my intuition. Like when you feel something or know into something or feel into something or feel an energy or feel a ping or hear something for me, it's all of that. It's a deep feeling in my, um, my sense in human design is feeling. And so I literally, I don't know really how to explain it, but I feel into where there's blocks in people, or I feel into what maybe is off or like I can feel the energy, um, different and then i'm able to identify what that energy is uh, and explain it based off of the feeling and that essentially is the akasha so that you so you're going in and understanding and pulling and feeling and healing and celebrating and searching and finding all these different answers from this timeline that knows no timeline Um, and that was cool to really get to know and learn because i was like oh unlocking the akashic is just an awareness. It's literally just being extremely aware in a place of accountability and a and a place of knowing so that you can then connect into these places. But it requires a lot like for me to be able to be a clear vessel for that, I have to be living in like divine integrity. Which is another reason why education for me has been Always 100 like on my first list of things to do because it helps me stay in that space of accountability. It helps me stay in that space of integrity. Um, and, you know, and you don't fuck around in those places. You just don't. You don't. When you're working with a field like that, and when you're working with an understanding um, and cultivating a knowing within you, it it just requires you to really be super vigilant on that. So that was really powerful to really connect that and then connect the sound with the Akashic space. Um, and I, I feel excited to implement what she's taught. She was able to really combine so many things that I've already known and yet like package them so beautifully. So that was really beautiful. And now Bufo, let's get into Bufo, shall we? Wow, I, like I said, I had never been called to it, ever And then um, I'm like trying to, I'm trying to figure out how much I need, how much I want to say about Buffo about my experience. Um, But when she was talking at the very beginning that she serves it, I had this vision of me serving it, which is literally insane. And I, you know, medicines like that, I don't, I have to, I have an insane, insane respect. I obviously serve other medicines. But you don't mess with Bufo. There's just such a reverence and years and years and years it takes to uh, to understand, in in my opinion. Maybe not years and years, but a while. So it felt really shocking to me. I didn't know where that vision came from. It was like, wait, why, why do I feel this way? Um, so I asked her, I was like, do people get called, feel called to serve even before they've, you know done it and she goes, oh, absolutely. And I hadn't even planned, I hadn't even planned to do it. Um, because I thought that you had to stay like a couple weeks later, like sorry, a couple days more after the couple weeks. But turns out that she had space on the day that there was a break. I just hadn't, I just knew that I was supposed to do it. Um I just knew I was supposed to do it. And she was like, yeah, I'm I'm working on creating a training. It'll be a year-long training. So don't worry, There's, I'm not going to be serving that <laughs> for a while. Um, but I think there's a few things I really want to emphasize about this. First of all, there's a lot of really sacred things that I won't be sharing here that are just like, oh, that's why I felt called to that. And that's why that and the goddess that is, you know, the goddess of cacao and the goddess of bufô, goddess shell, like that's why she's been calling to me literally in my light language and um, why I feel so called to cacao and all these different things. I just cannot even believe how many synchronicities had brought me to that, not just that particular medicine, but that her as an elder and everything that's crystallizing in my body because of me saying yes to these experiences. Um, And there's something to be said about, you know, making sure you wait for the right facilitator. I said this at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Like I cannot imagine I cannot imagine doing it with any other facilitator. And granted, I don't know a lot of facilitators in my area or in America in general, but I just feel like I have to share this and I know I've shared this before, but if you are not sure of a lineage of a person who's carrying big, big, big medicines, particularly grandmother and Bufo... And if you're not sure and you get an opportunity to sit and you're just not sure, please listen to yourself. Please listen. I don't have enough time to talk about, (laughs) at least not on this podcast, you know, this idea of bad experiences and bad trips and why I think that, you know, all of them have a place and we can integrate all of them if we have to. However, if you can say, if you can save yourself from having a bad experience with a facilitator, I hope that I can be a piece of that, which is why I created Simply Wild Medicina, but also why I'm sharing this piece here. Because I don't want you to say, I don't want to share this. And then you'd be like, oh my gosh, this sounds exciting. I want to try Bufo and go try to find a facilitator because that's not what we're doing here. Like, I don't, I don't even recommend necessarily that everybody goes into Bufo. Like, it was... It was such an incredible, life-changing, blissful experience for me, but it was only that way, I think, because I could surrender, because I was ready. And that's really actually privileged and judgmental of me to say, because you could totally be ready and have the most incredible experience. But I also know like, Bufo is incredibly intelligent and will only let you go as far as you're ready, I think. Um, at least I feel in the experience of any kind of, you know, medicine teachers that I've experienced. But I'm so grateful I waited and listened. And I think a lot of times when people get into this plant medicine space, they go so hard so fast and they're like, oh, what else can I try? Oh my gosh. Okay. So now there's cannabis and there's mushrooms and oh wait, I'm actually going to start trying LSD too and Molly and oh, oh now I'm, I'm ready for grandmother and oh, there's also San Pedro and what about peyote and oh, now there's Bufo and oh, now there's Combo. It's just so much on our nervous systems and It's frankly, I don't feel like it's necessary. I'm so grateful that I, in my experience, I'm being like really bold about what I'm saying. And I hope that everyone can understand that this is just my experience. And if you feel like you want to go hard in all the medicines, I just pray for you. But I'm so grateful that I've been able to intricately do these in like a very gentle way because then I can feel the essence of each thing. I can really feel it and I can really integrate it and I can really honor it and understand it. Bufo is very, very short. It's like when you're in it, you don't really understand time. So I don't actually know how long I was, in, I was under the medicine, but maybe like 10 minutes, very sacred and special. People call it the God molecule and it very much is that. And it be it goes beyond what you think God is, or what you have defined God is. It goes beyond literally everything. It goes beyond the illusions and the dimensions of any other uh, of literal, literal anything, of um, any duality, of any right and wrong. It just blows everything out of the water, and takes you to a place of the beginning. At least for me, this is my experience, and. It was really powerful. You know, every other ceremony with grandmother, there have been moments where she's teaching me something. So I can never, I can't say that I've had one ceremony that's been pure bliss. This was pure bliss. Um, I found myself weeping, weeping and howling and weeping and realizing that the the emotion that I was feeling, this this the emotion of grief and the emotion of happiness and sadness all at the same time, was because I was noticing and realizing that none of these emotions are bad. In fact, all of them are God. So this, this feeling of sadness felt good in my body because I realized that even sadness, and I've known this, like I've known this, but I actually like felt it like beyond a visceral level. So the weeping was like, I was weeping to know that like it all came from source. It all came from the beginning of creation. And then like laughing hysterically and sounding and there's no doubt in my mind I had to wait to sit with Bufo until after I did my dental surgery because I did a whole bunch of dental work a few months ago and I had to do that because I had so much there was like a huge clearing in my jaw I was able to move the frequency through my jaw it was very it was really powerful because I I just felt who I am and who I am is good. And I really believed that. And it really showed me that. And it was just beautiful. And I was absolutely terrified. I was so terrified. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't hear. I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I go into these experiences just trusting that I'm supposed to do it rather than like Googling and researching. I think that actually (laughs) ruins it a lot because just like childbirth, you can't, you can't explain it. Um, I definitely was rebirthed as a new person after And integration was really tender. I felt very floaty for about a week, but it was really powerful because, um, I really felt deeper than I've ever felt before that I was marrying. I was learning to marry heaven and earth together in my vessel of creation, in my body, in my form. And that's essentially what we're doing always is we are, we are the conduits. We are, you know, the receptors of heaven and earth together in our bodies. And to bring like spirituality and groundedness together is something that I think we're all trying to find in our own way. So for me to be able to really harness that and come home with that I felt more grounded and also more connected to source than ever before. Um, It's been really powerful. It's like, I feel like I got a complete reboot, honestly, of my nervous system, of my body. Um, I've been going to the gym almost every day and it hasn't been as difficult as it used to be to wake up in the morning. Um, My family all got sick. I didn't get sick. I just feel... More clear, more clear minded. I feel more confident. I feel ready. And I feel like it was the perfect time for me to do that. Um, you know, before I say yes to uh, welcoming all these new sacred rebels in for this year. My intention for the retreat was to easefully prepare my body to step into the next highest self, the next highest timeline to be able to hold more more people, more women, to be able to um, get my message out there more, to be able to be more of a grounded conduit for my mission, which is ultimately the mission of God, like God's mission and source's mission, right? And I I got that. like It was just so profound and it's been really powerful to integrate and it's hard to put into words even on this podcast. So it's really interesting how that all just came out. So if you're still with me, this podcast probably seems like all over the place, but it's, it's just been so powerful. So first of all, thank you everyone for letting me kind of integrate on the podcast with you, this experience. You know, I got back from that two weeks and then I had to leave again for another three days to do a team retreat to really prepare for 2024. And then I came home, hit the ground running with this launch and really being a present mom and, you know, dinners and school drop-off and appointments. So I haven't really had a moment to sit and relish in the magic of just saying yes to an experience that you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Um, And I just, I just can't even imagine saying yes to that training and that experience with Bufo and, you know, getting to know Ama more and just that whole experience I can't imagine how different it would have been if I hadn't said yes, what, seven, eight years ago to yoga teacher training and yes to hypnotherapy and yes to my first plant medicine experience and yes to a course I had no idea why I wanted to take, right? Like every single time I said yes to something, I didn't understand why I wanted to say yes, but I said yes to it. It has brought me to another layer of not only myself, but another layer of my potential, another layer of like the the beauty of this earth. We went to a beach that was so stunning and so beautiful. And we got to work with so many different alchemies of medicine. And I now have those medicines to bring back to my community. It's just insane when there's even just like a teeny hint, a teeny hint of something that's saying, come on. Like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, but there's just something out there that's like calling you and you've no idea why. I challenge you. I invite you to just F around and find out, to just try it, to just see where it takes you. I'll end, I'll end today's podcast with this. I shared this on my stories today, and I just feel like I want to really crystallize it and share it here. It's something I share in Sacred Rebels, but I shared it today because I'm in the ceremony of launching Sacred Rebels right now, and um, within the ceremony of launching, or in the ceremony of life in general, there's four stages. So we're always in ceremony whether we understand it or not, we're in the ceremony of waking up in the morning, of taking a shower, of literally doing anything. If you were able to kind of see it that way, it actually makes life, it's almost like an elevated way of romanticizing your life. If you're like, I'm in the ceremony of doing dishes. Okay. I'm in the ceremony of making dinner. I'm in the ceremony of starting this month off right, right? Like all these different ceremonies of working out, whatever it is we oftentimes think like we spend so much time preparing for medicine ceremonies. If we spent that much time preparing for our lives, imagine just how powerful and how quickly we would learn lessons and how much faster we would integrate things because the ceremony is essentially just doing something with intention. And making sure that you're understanding that you're going to learn something from that. Like I choose to learn something while I'm doing the dishes, whether it's just that if I do it, they get clean or whether there's something that drops in while I'm doing it. It's just a beautiful way to bring intention to your life. So there's four stages of the ceremony. One is the prep, getting ready for it, gearing up for it, saying yes to this experience, whether or not you know the outcome or not. The second is the letting go and the surrendering, the hardest part the hardest part argumentatively of the whole ceremony is just saying okay i don't i don't know but here we go the third part is the celebration it's the aha moment it's the breakthrough it's when the com- the come up of the medicine is done and you're in that frequency and you allow yourself to let go and surrender to whatever it is that wants to come through through the messages and you're in the bliss of it all the fourth part is the integration really allowing yourself to not just go back to what it was before because even after every time you do the dishes, you're different. After every time you shower, you're different. You're We are consistently changing and molding and shifting. And we have a choice to evolve with each of those moments or just to lay, let them see, like to see them as like a mundane experience. I think we've been lied to and told that like life is mundane. And that's why I think a lot of us run to plant medicine experiences, maybe to like feel this excitement when really you can get what you want out of anything you desire, if you choose to believe that. So if you want like a really prolific experience, washing dishes, maybe create it like a ceremony, maybe treat it like a ceremony and see what happens with that. So everything's a ceremony right now, me, I'm in the ceremony of launching and I'm in that spot where I'm letting, where, where it's the let go and the surrender. And this particular, um, this this launch this particular launch is long it's like 6 weeks long which is really long for a launch usually it's like a couple of weeks but i i've really felt called i usually keep sacred rebels a little bit longer open because it's the only time it's open in the year so i have to really trust i mean it's only the doors have literally been open for one day officially and i already have a lot of women coming in um and it's all been beautiful but i can feel me wanting to hold on i can feel me wanting to hold on to something wanting to control And so I am at the stage where I have to just let go and trust that everything I've done up until this point is enough. I have to trust that the way I show up is perfect. I have to trust that if I let go, this is the hardest part is like the letting go and letting go of control. Even more can come for you. Even more people will feel the frequency and they'll feel it from a relaxed, beautiful state. Now I'm talking specifically, obviously about my launch, but this is Everything like how imagine saying prepping for doing the dishes and then letting go of this idea that you're just so sick of doing the dishes and then going into the celebration of like, man, how exciting that I get to see them go from dirty to clean and then integrating that. Okay. So what does that mean? So not, I I get to choose how my attitude is or I get to choose what I come from this and maybe something, like I said, prolific drops in on along the way. But I share that because we're always in a ceremony. We're always in the ceremony. And the sooner that we can learn to let go and surrender, the sooner that we'll realize that everything's working for us, that everything has a message for us. Even if it's like, just calm down and dance or just like, take it easy or healing doesn't have to be hard. Those are really profound messages or take the leap, just do it say yes to yourself. Sign up for whatever it is that you're wanting to sign up for. Say yes to sacred rebels if it keeps coming into your atmosphere, right? Whatever it is. I really believe that if we were to learn that faster, man, imagine the quantum leaps we would have over and over and over. It would just be so profound. And I wouldn't have had the life-changing experience that I did with Buffo. if I had held on. There, you just can't there. You literally cannot. Like I had no other choice but to surrender, which is why I'm so glad I waited for Ama, because because I was able to fully surrender and let go of literally everything, because I felt safe in her frequency, everything opened up for me. And I just don't know how else to say it other than that. I wish there were English words to explain just how powerful and profound that is. But if we can really let go of that specific moment in our ceremony, in our daily ceremonies, in our hourly ceremonies, man, not only will we learn things more quickly, but also how much more enjoyable will life actually be? A lot more enjoyable. So, do something for you today. Go be wild. Go live your ceremonial life and let go and be wild. I love you so much. Sacred Rebels is officially open. It closes. The doors close March 8th and the early bird price closes next week, February 8th. I'd love to see you there. DM me if you have questions or DM sacred, no, DM rebel 2024 and the landing page will be sent to you in your DMs. Love you so much.